Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. My name is Jess. And I'm Haley. And today's episode, we wanted to talk about a few different things, but mainly wanted to talk about a little bit about psychedelics, a little bit about microdosing, um, our experiences with it, what I'm currently doing with it, um, and a little bit of the research that I've learned as well. Um, but we also have some other life update stuff that we want to share as well, just for fun. So we will start with that. Yeah. That's like, I feel like so fucking loaded going into it because I'm like, so we're going to start with these life updates. Do you want to talk about like why you're microdosing and maybe start with that? Yeah. So we'll start with, um, a little bit of like a treatment update for you guys. Um, cause if you've been listening to this then you know that I'm going to be doing bee venom therapy, it's been pushed back a few months now, two months roughly just because of some other things that I've been having to nail down first before officially starting it. But, um, my plan is to definitely be up and running fully with it by the month of December now. But, um, something kind of cool is I'm also going to be along with bee venom therapy, going to be doing one of Dr. Bill Rawls protocols, Mm -hmm. um, supplement protocols along with it. So shout out to him for allowing me to do that. Um, He'll also be coming on for like an interview with the Couch Club podcast um, and an IG live. So look out for that as well. But yeah, so I'm starting to do that. And then something that I've always just been wanting to do, which I've done it a little bit in the past but something I really wanted to start doing along with bee venom therapy because I've heard a lot of people talk about doing it along with bee venom therapy is microdosing psilocybin mm-hmm. um, for those who don't know psilocybin is like the hallucinogenic compound within mushrooms, mushrooms. yeah um, so I've heard people do it along with bee venom therapy and I was like okay I've been wanting to do it so why not add a third thing into this Mm -hmm. (laughs) treatment thing obviously I'm not starting them all at the exact same time because that could be really bad and a lot on my system so I started with the microdosing this week and then I'll be starting the supplement protocol by Dr. Rawls and then I'll be starting the bee venom therapy a little bit apart from each other but yeah so I'm it excited. makes sense that that like the bee venom therapy got pushed back because you're kind of doing this in segments yeah instead of taking all of these big transitions on at the exact same time but I'm really excited for you about the Dr. Rawls thing too because that sounds like it lined up really I don't know just kind of naturally and like perfectly with what you're doing and your bee venom therapy so it'll be cool. Yeah. Um, he's somebody like I have his book. I've looked into a lot of his research ever since getting diagnosed with Lyme. He's somebody I really respect and somebody I've always wanted the chance to talk to. Um, and so I had reached out to his team over email and did a few calls with somebody from his team named Emily, who is a sweetheart. Shout mm-hmm. out to her. Um, about possibly doing an interview with him and being able to ask him questions directly because I know he does stuff within the Lyme disease community and I know yeah. he's out there wanting to share information and wanting, like he's on a, diff- a lot of different platforms. So mm-hmm. I was like, if I can snag him, I will feel like I am just complete in life. So, um, he agreed to do an Instagram live with me in January, first week of January, I believe is when we scheduled it for. Um, but then on top of that, he was really interested in the fact that I was doing bee venom therapy. Mm -hmm. He apparently finds it really intriguing. And so he 
was just really curious how like his supplement protocol could work alongside bee venom therapy and mm-hmm. basically asked me if I would be like the tester the tester for it um which is so awesome I am literally honored to be able to do that I'm very excited so yeah that's kind of like how that all came to be yeah but but I also um before we like dive deep into the psychedelics and microdosing I did want to update you guys that Haley and I last night officially found out how strong we were (laughs) (laughs) okay such a fucking like funny but weird kind of shitty story and I'm not talking about like brave strong like we're strong women like independent no I mean like physical strength totally (laughs) okay so let's just start it out by saying I it what time was it it was like it was it was like eight or nine okay it was eight Eight or or nine nine p.m. PM. which is late and it's fucking dark out and I was snuggled in my bed and higher than a kite from smoking some weed and she's on her period and I'm on my period and when I say on my period I mean like waterfall on my period that current day of the period um where I'm like literally changing my tampon every hour and I was just you know snuggled in bed bleeding profusely very high and watching tv when I get a knock on my bedroom door and Haley's like are you awake and I'm like yeah what's up She's like, I need your help with something. And I'm like, okay. So I like get up and I open the door. <laughs> you think you take it from there? Well, first of all, I always feel super awkward like approaching your bedroom door <laughs> because I'm like, for one, what if she's masturbating? <laughs> and I interrupt. How awkward is this going to be? It's like 8 p.m. <laughs> On a Saturday night, (laughs) it's dark out, and I know she's on her fucking period, and I'm, like, about to ask her to do some, like, physical labor. (laughs) So, Dustin bought a truck, which is kind of like a shitty, dumpy truck just to do, like, landscaping and household stuff around the house, and it's been sitting in the driveway, And he didn't think that the truck would fit into the garage, but I measured and I was like, okay, no, we can fit the truck into the garage because it's kind of like an eyesore in the driveway. And we get the truck into the garage and he's like, I want to like drive it around the block. (laughs) (laughs) And it's dark out. And this truck's loud as fuck, too. So he goes to drive it around the block, literally doesn't even, he gets to the top of the driveway and turns, and then the car dies on him. And so he's at the top of the, like, the driveway, stuck, can't get the car to jump, and it's literally sitting there in the middle of the road. (laughs) It's raining. Yeah, it's raining. It's dark out. Oh, my God. And so me and Dustin tried to, like, I tried to push the car by myself and we got nowhere. So I was like, okay, we need backup. And so that's when I approached Jessica's bedroom door. And we literally had to push the truck out of the road. But we did. Like the two of us pushed it together. Oh, my God. Like Hulk strength. Uh, When Haley told me what was going on and asked me to come help, I like literally went through like, a like emotional crisis in that moment because I was so scared of the current state that I was in (laughs) and the fact that I was about to have to push a fucking truck in the dark 
in the rain. I, I was know. like, I literally, I looked at you and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I know. I was out there trying to do it by myself. I've never pushed a car before. This is not something I have experience in. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what it's going to be like. I'll try my best. <laughs> you fucking came out. She was like a beast out there. <laughs> I'm telling you, I could hardly get this vehicle moving like at all. And she helped me move it. No problem. So it yeah, was great. I was pretty sure, though, when I woke up this morning that like both my wrists and both my ankles were going to be broken. Because I felt like I was definitely had them all like weird while mm-hmm. I was pushing. I was worried. But no, I'm not sore today. So that's good. I know. I was like in sandals, like slide on <laughs> sandals too. And Dustin tried to make me get into the car when it's in fucking neutral and like have to step on the brake. I'm telling you, that stressed me the hell out. I was like, I'll push. Yeah. You control the brake. I can't where this vehicle is going right now either. Like, yeah. No. I know. And then he looked at me and I was like, uh-uh, I ain't hopping in there. No. <laughs> Wait, we'll <stop>. push. <laughs> we Keep will push. back here <laughs> behind the scenes. Maybe that's why we pushed so hard because we were like, we're not. <laughs> I don't know. This, is, this, is, this needs to work. We have no other option. <laughs> totally. I almost pushed that shit by myself because I was like, what the fuck else are we going to do? But then I realized it wasn't that late and I was just ask for fucking help. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. The thing about not knowing if you should knock on my door. That's hysterical. <laughs> that is hysterical. I'm really glad that I wasn't masturbating. I was just watching Netflix. <laughs> Usually I try to wait till like 10 or 11. But <laughs> That's why sometimes I'll text you instead of come downstairs. <laughs> Okay, so for those who don't know, microdosing is a very small amount of psilocybin. So you're not doing like multiple grams and like going through a full trip. You're just taking roughly 0.3 grams, I think is like the usual dose people use. And what are like the benefits? Like why would somebody... So that's a good question. So I'm sure people do it for all different reasons. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those things that can hit a lot of different things for you. Um, which I think is why people find it so appealing because you can get a lot of different results from it. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, I decided to do it because when I was first diagnosed with tick-borne illness, I went through like a ton of genetic testing by my Lyme doctor. Mm -hmm. And I remember my Lyme doctor when she was going over the the genetic mutations with me and like the ones that I had, she was like, do you find that you have a hard time feeling happy and I was like wow nobody's ever asked me that question before like yeah and then she was like that's probably because you have a ton of different genetic mutations and like your body very poorly creates like the happy neurotransmitters or whatever Mm -hmm. and I was like wow that makes so much fucking sense. Yeah. Like I had literally just thought everybody had, you know, I thought everybody feels like me and that I'm just normal. Um, so that was kind of like eye opening and being like, oh shit. Like I, it is harder for me to get like a dopamine rush from things um, mm-hmm. that, you know, I always felt like I was searching 
for like things to be happy about and like even us talking in the past about like how hitting milestones Mm -hmm. things I would think that when I get there I'm gonna feel so happy and then I get to that moment and I'm just like okay cool yeah like that's on to the next you know like Mm -hmm. I, I don't know I just never really have had big moments of like happiness and like the highs. The highs. Like Mike's, yeah. that Mike Stead album that we have not fucking oh, turned off. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the highs. highs. <laughs> by, which now he just goes by Mike. So if you can't find him by Mike Stead, that's because it's just Mike with a period at the end now. Just Mike. That's his Instagram handle. Just Mike. Yep. Just Mike. Yep. Highly suggest. Go listen. If he wants to sponsor the podcast, he's more than welcome to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that. how that would work. Maybe we could just get him on as a fucking guest and that would count as a sponsor. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just pretty sure he's my soulmate. Anyways. I'm pretty sure he's your soulmate, too. <laughs> oh, thank you for saying that. <laughs> makes me feel so good. <laughs> okay, sidetracked. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Benefits of psilocybin? I don't know. No, we were talking about why people might do psilocybin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We were, said the highs. Yeah. You have a hard time. So for me, I wanted to try it out in hopes that it would make me feel less stressed, less. I mean, I don't feel like I really like battle with depression. I have in the past um, from all of this, but like I do have days, you know, where I feel like way down. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that it'll like relieve me from those. I'm hoping it will give me like a consistent feeling happier, feel having my day be easier. I'm also working a lot more now. So like I need some extra help and like getting through my day. Um, it's also like fall <laughs> in it's Seattle. Also dark and depressing mm-hmm. here where we live. Um, that does not help my mood at all. So yeah, I'm kind of helping, hoping that it helps with that. Um, I've also with B venom therapy specifically have heard that you can go through an emotional herx, which is the same as a physical herx. It's just all in your head instead of in your body. So you can still get a physical herx from B venom therapy too, but it is a treatment that's known to cause an emotional herx, which they don't all do that. Basically just means it's stirring so much up within your brain that it makes your emotions go all whack and makes you feel depressed, anxious, um, make you feel crazy for lack of a better word. You know what I mean? Just not yeah. be able to control your emotions. And so I figured maybe this will help combat some of that and Mm -hmm. keep me somewhat balanced so that I don't have to go through a super super bad emotional herx Mm -hmm. so yeah that's why I'm doing it um but back to the dosage so I'm doing roughly 0.3 grams is my microdose you're like smiling while you say (laughs) that like it's like a sketchy thing it is it is sketchy because I okay so I highly suggest using a very accurate scale. Oh, yeah. And I am not because the scale that I purchased was not good enough. Um, And then I was just like, well, fuck it. I'll just risk it. (laughs) (laughs) So I am scooping what I think is about (laughs) 0.3 grams every morning. (laughs) But I'm not entirely confident. And I know that there's going to be times where I might take a little bit extra or not enough. But that's okay. And so you're just mixing it with your morning coffee? Yes. So one thing I do recommend, though. um, Oh, my God. Wait, hold up. What? Is this legal? No. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> not know that I mean I kind of figured but then we're like <laughs> mid talking about it and I'm like oh my god <laughs> okay sorry okay it is legal in some places like Oregon I'm pretty sure it's legal in Oregon Canada you can actually get um psilocybin shipped to your front door from different companies so like it's it's like where marijuana used to be honestly okay. like it's gonna get to the point where it's going to be fully legal everywhere. But yes, in most places currently, it is not. Please do not put me in jail for this. I am not hurting anybody. I promise. Ask Kaylee. I'm keeping it very safe. But um, yeah, so obviously it's not something that you can easily like do or get. And you're not going to have a doctor that's going to be able to like prescribe it to you or like walk you you through it. it. Yeah, you're definitely doing it on your own if you're doing it and you're buying it from some guy on the street, probably. Okay. Not really like that. Don't do that. Don't buy it from some (laughs) random dude on the street. Just find a friend that knows a friend. That's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) It still sounded so sketchy. I promise it's so sketchy. (sighs) Okay. Okay. We got so sidetracked. (laughs) I know. This was kind of all over the place, but that's fine. I did want to recommend a book though to people who might be interested in learning more about this and it's called how to change your mind and it's by michael pollan which i'm sure people listening to this podcast probably know who he is because he's somebody if, if you have chronic illness you 100 percent know who he is but he wrote this book actually after he had an experience um going out mushroom hunting shroom hunting i should say with Paul Stamets, who Paul Stamets is actually from Washington State, and he's like one of the biggest like psilocybin researchers and mushroom people out there, which is cool that he's from our state. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I don't know. It if makes he still sense that here, mushrooms but, would grow here. Yeah, too. Yeah. Um. And what I like about this book is Michael Pollan goes through the entire story of getting to meet Paul going to his house in Washington staying with him for the weekend he talks about their whole like trip out to where they went to like trip. go <laughs> literally <laughs> to go mushroom hunting and then like picking them and then like going through like the psychedelic experience like with Paul Stamets so it's really cool um Paul Stamets has also had he's done like so many podcast interviews with people and like there's so much about him if you google him so if you want to learn more about him specifically definitely look for that but also what's cool about this how to change your mind book by Michael Pollan um so basically this is what it says underneath the title it says what the new science of psychedelics teaches us about consciousness dying addiction depression and transcendence Mm mm-hmm so he talks a lot about full experiences with shrooms more than microdosing, but he also talks about microdosing in it. So I'm only about yeah. halfway through it. I've tried to read it quite a few times, actually. It's very sciencey at the beginning, it so it gets thick. a little difficult to get through, but it's 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 so good. It's interesting that it mentions addiction because I have seen that conversation circulating the internet within the recovery community some sides of the recovery community anyways because you can imagine it's very controversial Mm -hmm. yeah yeah this is a very controversial thing to talk about as Haley pointed out this is totally illegal um (laughs) thank you for stating that to our listeners (laughs) 
Yeah, well, and also people who struggle with addiction who maybe have other things that they're battling and then getting the benefits of psilocybin, but it's classified as a drug, you can imagine that that would be frowned upon in traditional recovery that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of encourages total abstinence. Yeah, I am 100% somebody that is open to things like psychedelics. I do think that you need to be obviously extremely careful and don't, I do not promote anybody to just go out there and take a huge fucking bite of some shrooms because that could be scary for you. (laughs) Definitely do your research. Um, You know, feel free to ask me questions because I'm still learning a lot, but I would love to know like what people, what questions people do have about psychedelics and microdosing in general. Um, So feel free to message me or the podcast page on Instagram and ask me any questions. I would love to even do some sort of like Q&A or something. Let's take a quick break and talk about our sponsor for today's episode. Feeling imperfect, insecure, or inadequate? How do you show kindness, self-acceptance, gratitude, and compassion towards yourself every day? Mental health is a journey and Switch Research delivers expert guidance along the way. Their mission is to provide you with effective, easily accessible mental health resources to help you become a happier, more resilient you. Switch Research partners with psychologists, clinical therapists, researchers, psychiatrists, and more who have years of academic and clinical experience under their belt to provide evidence-based journals and digital work courses. I got their journal a few months or a few weeks ago now. And it's a journal that you do every day. And I can just say like, it is so amazing. I'm such a journal person though. So I'm just like, I love having the prompts to like do, um, I can't decide if I like doing it in the morning or the night better. I just really can't make up my mind. I've kind of switched between the two, but I just really like it because it's just someplace I can get all of my thoughts down in a, and I have a hard time with like the blank journals, mm-hmm. right? Because I have so many thoughts and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Fuck but this it. has like the perfect prompts. It's all about self-love and like learning to love yourself, learning to like take care of yourself. It's just literally perfect. But you can transform negative thoughts into self-love and you can actually use our code socialsoul 20 today at switchresearch.org and get 20% off of your purchase. And now let's go back to the episode. So let's go back to the middle of this week when you started microdosing. So you made your first cup of coffee in the morning and you fucking, you go to work. Yeah. Yeah. So your boss know you're doing this? (laughs) She does now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) No, um, she knows that I've done it in the past. She knows it's something that like I've, that I do, um, cause I brought it up to her, but yeah, she's, I'm sure she's not worried about it. If she is, she can let me know if she's listening to this because she probably is. But um, I've obviously done it before. So that's why I was confident that I can do it and still go to work. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody that's never done it before, highly suggest you don't take your first dose and go to work. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely like, I don't know, start on a weekend or something where you're free and you can like actually assess how it makes you feel assess if you are comfortable driving because obviously it'll hit everybody a little bit different mm-hmm. um, also make sure you always eat too when you do the dose just to lessen the shakiness or weirdness that you might feel from it but yeah I was confident that I can take it and still go to work so I'm fine driving to work too mm-hmm. um, so how was it so what I've been doing is putting it in my coffee in the morning 
So I brew my coffee. I take my measurement, which is my rough measurement of how much. And so I ground it all up into like a powder so that it dissolves in my coffee, which is the easiest way to do it. Actually, if you heat it like in that way, mm-hmm. then it also hurts your stomach less. So that's why people like do it in coffee or like in a hot beverage mm-hmm. or in a tea because it's not as harsh on your stomach. Whereas and if you were to just eat it. So gross to eat. Yeah. Fucking disgusting. So disgusting. But yeah, so you don't taste it. I put it in my coffee. I put my creamer in my coffee. I put a little scoop of bee pollen in my coffee too. I've just That's just something I've always done. And then I also do um, an eighth of a teaspoon of lion's mane, which is a functional mushroom. Because lion's mane is really good for like neurological things. So I've always done lion's mane in my coffee too. So I do that too. Um, it doesn't, it just tastes like regular coffee. It doesn't taste bad. I drink that, you know, either while I'm getting ready for work or I take it with me to work and then drink it while I'm at work. But um, I will say the first day I felt a little weird. Um, and it was probably just because I was my first day getting back into it. And my body's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was totally fine to drive, totally fine to work. But I had this weird feeling that my arms were like <laughs> really long. Do you remember like gumbo? Is it gumbo or gumby? Gumby. Gumbo. That's a food. Obviously. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I do love some gumbo. <laughs> what was it called? Gumby. Gumby. You like you can stretch Gumby's arms like really far. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt my, like my arms were. And I had came home for lunch and I was like, Haley, are my arms really, really long? Yeah. She came home from lunch and she's sitting down at the table. Her hands are on the table, like out in front of her. And she's like, do I have abnormally long arms for my body? She says this to Dustin. She goes, it was so funny. I asked him because I knew he would say the truth where Haley would be like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> Dustin would just try to fuck with you, though, too. I just thought about a really funny TikTok because it's also like Elastigirl. Yeah. And you know that pull yourself together. Yeah. You are Elastigirl. That would be funny. When Jessica <laughs> left the house, I just said, bye, long arms. <laughs> she like headed back to work. Yeah. And it wasn't <sighs> like I was like I was able to use my arms just fine. Like I wasn't like having problems like picking things up or like doing anything. But they just felt like my fingers were like really yeah. far away. It's kind of like a weird sense of being. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't enough to like freak me out to where I'm like oh god I gotta like hide underneath the covers and not go back to work like I was totally fine but that was a funny experience (laughs) from it for sure yeah the one time I did like a small dose of mushrooms I just remember feeling like I had like a greenish tint to my skin tone and it was like the weirdest thing I don't know and then you said that you did it at Disneyland too right yeah what was that like? Um, I had a good experience. Dustin had a not good experience. <laughs> really? Yeah. So we ate. I have this vision of eating the gross, like not ground up mushrooms, yeah. like actual mushrooms along with Doritos, the nacho cheese. This <laughs> <laughs> fucking so nasty. Gross. And then we went to the park. We get into the park and we get in line for the Matterhorn and I ended up getting to ride in the front and it was great, but Dustin doesn't do roller coasters. (laughs) 
So he had to stand in the park by himself. <laughs> Looking back at the situation, I probably was not a good choice because that sounds horrible. Always have a buddy with you. Don't let your buddy leave your Especially in a theme park after you've done mushrooms. And it was like dark out. So I get off the ride and he's like, I need to go back to the hotel. I can't do this. So I had to take him back to the hotel and then like go back to the park. And I had a good time. But yeah, (laughs) it was funny. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Let's get back to your sense of time. Because you came home from work and you were like, I literally feel like the day flew by. Yeah. The next day. So the second day I did it. I swear to God, like, so I go to work at 9 a.m. My day ends at 6 p.m. I swear to God, I went to work that day and then I walked back in at 6 p.m. And I thought it was like 11 a.m. I was like, there is no fucking way at 6 p.m. right now. I I hope to God I didn't just sit and do nothing at work all day. I, I think I worked. I think I did things. I hope. I mean, my boss was with me the whole time, so hopefully she'd tell me if I was being a lazy motherfucker. But, like, it was so weird. I was like, I literally felt like that eight-hour workday lasted two hours. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome because, like, that's a long ass work day, especially for somebody who's chronically ill. And if I can come home from my eight hour work days and feel like I only worked two hours, what a blessing. Mm-hmm. So I hope that continues. However, like it has really just messed me up in general, my sense of time. I don't know if it's going to balance out here, but <laughs> like I definitely, it's, so it's given me more energy. So usually I go to bed super early. Mm-hmm. And I still get ready for bed now at the same time. But then I literally just like lay in bed and I'm just like wide fucking awake. Mm -hmm. Then I start doing all of these other things like in my room, like productive things. And I'm like, why am I not tired? Like I should 100% be tired right now. Like I've been up since 4 a.m. Why am I not tired? (laughs) Like it's been kind of weird. So a little bit of insomnia, but I'm hoping that's just as I get used to it, hoping that will calm down or maybe I'll just need to decrease my normal caffeine intake because maybe this is giving me energy and then my normal caffeine intake on top of this extra energy is just too Too much much energy. So yeah, I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'm not too worried about it. It's been nice more than anything. I actually like... (laughs) Like, I've had so much energy from this that I've actually been forgetting to take my LDN prescription, Mm -hmm. which is my prescription that gives me energy. (laughs) So that's kind of crazy because I have heard of people, like, being able to, like, get off of prescription medications while microdosing. And so, but I don't necessarily want to just stop this cold turkey because that can be bad, too. So I'm trying to remember to take it. But, yeah kind of weird it's been giving me energy and that's cool it's not normal for me so I feel real weird yeah you're like wired <laughs> I feel like, like I could run a marathon like every day I yeah I don't know what's I'm running. like who are you I know it's weird but I don't think I had anything else big that I wanted to talk about um I just wanted to recommend this book and let you guys know to ask more questions and then I will come back on here and Haley will come back on here and we will share more about my microdosing journey and maybe some other shroom experience yeah that's it 
Okay. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for tuning in. That was all over the place. <laughs> Make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Social Soul Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, which is at Healing Jess with an underscore at the end. And then you can follow Haley. It's at Haley Deagle. Last name is spelled D-E-K-L-E. Did I do that right? Yep. You got it. Nice. Okay. See you guys next time. <laughs>